the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news that you can use. We got some here today with a very, very good friend of mine. And uh, I've seen their house. It's very, very nice. Husband's a nice guy. <laughs> and uh, they are some good, good folks. And uh, we just want to not waste a lot of time and just get right in there to it. And uh, today we have with us Mrs. Barbara Honecker. Uh, Honecker. Uh, and depending on where you're from, depending on where you're from, and uh, she is the court coordinator, program director from North Enota Drug Court, and she has been doing that program for rehabilitation since 2014. And uh, she's amazing. She's got a doctorate and uh, she has a master's, bachelor's, and uh, she graduated from Liberty University, one of the schools, there's probably two or three others in there. And she has just been amazing. And she is a mentor for the new court coordinators within the state of Georgia. Let's give her a warm, warm, extreme Carolina welcome to my good friend, Miss Barbara Hunnaker. <laughs> hey Barbara. Hey, hey Michael. <laughs> All right. Hey, glad you could join us today. We always are happy when we can get people to come into the show, especially people that are doing amazing good things in the community, which your everyday job is that. I mean, you're doing an amazing job where you're doing things in the community. So let's just dive right into it. How did you get this particular job? of being the program director for North Enota Drug Court? <laughs> well, it kind of came full circle. I started out um, in the mental health field and did a whole lot of other things, mm -hmm. a plethora, I guess you could say, hey, of I other like things. Okay. <laughs> and um, I actually was the case manager for a few months and um then the position opened up and i was asked to take on as coordinator um and it, it took a lot of thought and a lot of prayer mm -hmm. and uh, i did um dive right in because i knew taking this job would mean a complete um devotion to okay. this position and and you know my son my kids were gone at d nester and so okay. all right yeah so you had so something else you were ready for something else and uh, as really you said was. that empty nester so now let me let me ask you this the you said the program opened up now can you explain a little bit more to the folks what this program is all about 
Uh, well, do you have about four hours? I would love to talk about <laughs> Well, actually, no. we need it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. You know me, Michael. I love what I do, and yes, I love this program. Mm -hmm. um, in, in a nutshell, it is a drug rehabilitation program for our participants who are um, felony, uh, adult felony, uh, mm -hmm. charged by the uh, DA's office okay. and it's an alternative to prison. Um, most of the time you're not going to rehab in prison. You're going to sit there and yep. you're going to make friends and you're mm -hmm. going to become even more criminogenic in your thinking. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the program we offer allows participants to be in the community under very strict um, watch mm -hmm. and under the uh, direction of the superior court. And we each have a judge and my judge is Judge Joy Parks. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she is my boss and then right. I'm the, the boss of, of everything else. <laughs> and I okay. report to her. <laughs> wow. Now, you said that it's an alternative to going to prison or jail, this program. So right. does, and well, obviously the people in this program are abusers of some type of drug, alcohol or something like that. Are there That's any correct. people in this program that are, that are criminalistic, that word you use, <laughs> that uh, is not on drugs or alcohol or things like that? No, this is strictly for um, addiction, um, specifically any kind of drug or alcohol, um, okay. and or <clears throat> excuse me, and or alcohol. Um, most of our participants um, mm -hmm. have been on meth amphetamines, okay, and or heroin Ooh. and opiates, which heroin is now. Um, being interchanged with opiates, it is an opiate. Okay. But um, the the heavier drugs and <clears throat> typically the participants have not had any violent background, such as uh, use of a gun okay. during uh, their crime. And okay. um, you know, sometimes when people are high. They do things that they would normally not do, Correct. but mm -hmm. um, it, it they go through a pretty um, restricted uh, legal process first to be determined by the DA's office whether or not they meet legal criteria, uh -huh. and then the DA's office contacts me and uh, allows me to then go into the um, jail, or if the person is already bonded out, they come to my office and we do an extensive um, psychological evaluation, clinical, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to make sure that they are indeed um, an addict, which is what has triggered, so to speak, the um, the crime right. that uh, they've been charged with. And they, it is, it does have to be a felony charge. We can't, unfortunately, we don't have the means right now to take misdemeanor charges. Okay. Um, I would love to get something like that started up here. All right, all right. But we do not have that availability at this time. Uh-huh. 
Uh, well, the um, you just said right there the misdemeanor charge. You would love to be able to uh, help that because that leads to those felonies. You know, right. if we could catch them before they ever get to the felony, then we would eliminate, well, probably not your whole job, but a, <laughs> a part of your job. And, Wishful uh, thinking. <laughs> because yeah. it's just deep, it's wide, and it's a big, big mess that's going on out there. And, uh, yeah. and, and just because we're in small towns does not mean we have no drug problem. Um, mm. it's probably easier to hide your drugs up here because really, uh, oh, absolutely. Um, a lot of the population, um, they're very tight knit people. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, um, unfortunately a lot of home people, so to speak, mm -hmm. people from this area that knows the woods really well and knows where to hide and stash their, um, their product. But, um, hmm. you know, drug addicts are just like you and, and I, mm -hmm. they, they are normal people who happen to have a problem. Mm -hmm. There's no true stereotype for who they are. Mm. Um, it Could can be, be anyone. Yeah. It mm -hmm. can be. There's there's no barrier or no boundary for a drug addict. Mm. I I know of pastors and pastors' children wow. who have addictions. Mm -hmm. I know of people who were raised in an addictive family mm -hmm. who, you know, um are addicts. And I also know people who are weekend addicts. Mm. Um they just did wow. it to fit in or to to party with their friends right, right? and they became addicted because their molecular structure changed according to the drugs. Wow. You know, yeah. that, you know, with us being in a small town, that, that was something that I wanted to kind of unpack just a little bit because you're over in Georgia and, um, and, and of course we're over here in North Carolina, both mm -hmm. small towns. And uh, so it was easier, but now, we as families and people, we see our family. We see them changing. We know that they're doing this weekend thing or this everyday thing. And so how do we as family and people who care about them, you being a clinical psychologist or psychiatrist, you don't have all that stuff training. So we know, you know, so we're trying to get some free advice here. So, <laughs> so how, how okay. would, <laughs> how would we, uh, you know, re uh, recognize it and be able to try to do something to help them? Well, you know, that is a very good question. Um, there are varying signs according to what the drug is mm -hmm. um, or drugs. A lot right. of times our participants don't even remember what all they took because they wow. may have gone to a party and it was like a candy store and literally right. they call it a right. candy party. Um, yeah, uh, it could be a mixture of pills. It could be heroin. It could be meth, mm -hmm. any, anything that they are using. But um, if they are very hyper, literally 
almost bouncing off the walls. And there was someone recently that was bouncing off the walls. His mother Mm -hmm. came home. He's a 32 year old male and uh, lives with his mom. And she came home from work and the place was so destroyed that she thought that it had been robbed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he was just wild. Mm. Um, He did not sleep for several days. Um, Very hyper. It's, it's differing behavior because you can also Mm -hmm. be sleepy all the time, very tired all the time. And, Mm. um, not be able to focus. You can right. look in their eyes and and either, you know, the way the eyes look. Sometimes there's a glassy look about their eyes. Okay. Um, I call it the zombie effect, you know, okay. because right. they do have that zombie stare. Sure. Um, but but behavior changes is what you want to look for. Um, right. That's That's something we have been doing, Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of COVID, um, right. all of our classes are Zoom, and mm-hmm. um, right now most of our case management is Zoom. We do have some in person, and but our screening is in person, mm-hmm. and that's the only time we actually can see them up close. Okay. Uh-huh. But being able to see them and right. see their behavior is very important. Yeah, that that hurts you guys on the other end but us as friends and family you know we're still close we can see the whole body we we can see them so that's something we should probably pay attention to and you know and i don't mean to throw off on anybody but being still at home at 32 might be a clue you know (laughs) you know i'm sorry you're you're exactly (laughs) right um because that that instability of being able to uh, deal with money, deal with day-to-day activity is a yeah. good sign that something is going on. Right. Something is not right. When yeah. The typical um, age that someone acts is the age that they started using. Uh, um, you could be 60 years old and act like a teenager because you started using when you were a teenager. Um, and, you know, that's not in every aspect, sure. but... That is a very common behavior mm-hmm. um, challenge that that we see in folks that, with addiction. Um, but you were asking about what the family, right. how they can recognize and what they can do. Our biggest enablers are family members. Yep, because they mm-hmm. love their yes. their child or their yes. spouse or yes. whatever. Or they're dependent on money that they're bringing in. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that is the worst thing you can do for your loved Mm -hmm. one is protect them from their selves, themselves. Wow. You're Um, nailing it right there. Yeah. Let them go through the immediate pain of withdrawal. It hurts sometimes to go through withdrawal. Oh, I bet it does. Yeah. Let them... Let them stay in jail. Mm. If they get locked up, don't work hard to get them out. Let them get clean and understand how good it feels to be clean Clean. and to be able to think clearly. 
Um, they're going to beg you, get me out of here, get me out of here because they're wanting their drug. Right. Um, it's not necessarily because they don't want to be locked up. It's because they want their <laughs> drug. Wow. That's powerful. So, yeah. yeah. That that's really that's my number one issue with family. Mm-hmm. Um and then we also have the extreme where they're ready to kick them out, you know, and sometimes right. I don't blame them, right. but, but, uh, you know, they need a safe place to be rather than at your local crack house, yeah. you know? So, well, you know, that, that's something, you know, a friend of mine had almost that exact situation without me telling the whole story, but it yeah. was a relative of that person. And the crazy part is that, the person that was staying with no other family member didn't want that family member. Exactly. And didn't want, nope, you can't stay here. But this family member said, okay, nobody else wants you. Come on in. And you know they drunk high every day. And the real telltale sign is I'm the only one working. You ain't, you ain't <laughs> working. You come in here eating up all my food. Oh, and then high every night. Oh, we got a problem. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, sister, brother, uncle, or not, we have a problem. But like you say, it's hard for someone who loves that person, that family, to just kick them out, call the police, and say, "Hey, come get them," because we know what the police gonna do. They're gonna mm-hmm. take them straight to jail. You know, of course, you gotta go through some legal stuff to get them to stay there. You know, if they don't commit a crime, but uh, but. Right. But that is the beginning of it. So, so thank you. You know, I'm sure everybody appreciates you sharing that. Now, we've been talking about the bad. That has also been. Now, what is the success rate of this program that you guys do? We have a very high success rate up here. <clears throat> We're right at about seventy-seven percent success rate. Um, yeah, that. That means that um, seventy about seventy seven percent. It changes about every three months or so. We we do get a you know it goes mm-hmm. anywhere from a down. twenty to twenty five percent recidivism rate, which right. means someone who has been rearrested mm-hmm. since they have graduated from our program, mm-hmm. um, they've been rearrested on felony charges. Um, wow. Okay. And yeah, it's it's not pleasant. No. Um, I get that. little reminders here and there that a certain mm-hmm. graduate has been rearrested, and that's probably the worst news I could ever get, other right. than death, which right. we have had one done oh. twice. I'm sorry, twice. But so. still, uh, seven out <laughs> seven out of ten—that's huge. Seven out of 10 people get clean, go back to their life, living life the way they should as a whole individual. Seven out of 10. Oh, my God. I mean, that's Oh, Michael. You know, what what is so thrilling, too, is um, one graduation, we had five graduates. Three of those five graduates opened their own businesses while they were in drug court. Look at that. And they are, they have been very successful. This was several years ago now. They've been very Mm -hmm. successful. Um, They're living wonderful lives with Mm -hmm. their families and they have completely 
um, reunited with families that, that is awesome. they never thought would ever talk to them again, not oh, to mention yeah. opening their own business. So that's something we do help right now. We're helping two young men mm-hmm. um, become a business correctly. Okay. Not just doing things under the table, but actually <laughs> setting up right. yeah. their business. We there are a legal aspect of this community, and okay. we do things right. Yeah. Uh, we teach them how to live their lives correctly through classes. We have everything from life skills and financial classes that to parenting awesome. classes mm. to Cognitive behavioral intervention, which means to change the way they think Ooh. from from thinking like a criminal and like an addict, which mm-hmm. all addicts lie, right. to being able to be honest with themselves and then be honest mm-hmm. with their loved ones and yeah. um, and change the way they think. So we we do a lot here to com- to take care of the wholeness of their themselves rather mm-hmm. than just a little part right. of who they are. And it's like I tell my participants when they first come in, I want them to be the best them that they can be. Right. Um, I want you to be the best you, you can be, and you were meant to be. That is awesome. That, that is so, that's just got to be so fulfilling, you know, oh. for you as a, uh, worker as a family and children's service person at heart you know who you are (laughs) but (laughs) but i mean that's you at heart but still i mean that's got to be so gratifying to see that happen for people to go through the entire program and the program ain't a short program i mean it's not six Mm -hmm. weeks six months and you out i mean (laughs) it's like two years if i remember correctly you saying that On uh, average, two years. The minimum that participants are in this program is 18 months, but we've never had anyone actually graduate right at 18 months. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mainly because we do make a big deal out of graduation and we want them to actually experience that Mm -hmm. success. So we do throw them a party and... Mm -hmm. um, the uh name. yeah yeah it's just it's a lot of fun a lot of emotion a lot of tears at graduation mm-hmm. um that's gotta be cool it yeah. is it is so fulfilling at that point mm-hmm. um a lot of laughter because right. we just had a graduation last week as a matter of fact oh. we graduated three participants look at that Two of them had never been sanctioned or never had to go through any kind of behavior. Any problems through their whole two years or 18 months or whatever it was. None. One even had a baby while she was in (laughs) drug court. So we had a clean baby born. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's exciting. But then the other gentleman had had some hiccups along the way there in the beginning. Right. you know, he was saying thank you so much to law enforcement for arresting me and thank you, you know, surveillance officers for watching me closely during drug court because you caught me a couple of times. <laughs> thank you, Miss Barbara, yeah. for being who you are. <laughs> wow. That and and is thank cool. you to the counselors. And, you know, he was 
grateful at graduation. He wasn't grateful about a year and a half ago. <laughs> no, he didn't want to be in it. Oh, he right. thought he could. He thought he could slick his way through. You know, that's right. It. He thought he could. Um, yeah. It's like I tell everybody. You know, I've probably <laughs> seen it all, but if there's something I haven't seen, I'm not going to be surprised. And oh, I will. I will yeah. get you if if you are. Yeah, messing up. That's I will right. work with you if you're honest. There you if go. not, you've seen the wrath of Barbara. <laughs> oh my goodness! And you know what? That's how I came to know about the drug court or the graduation. Was you invited me, my radio show, to come and view it, which I yeah. thought was first off, I was humbled that you wanted to invite me, uh, and to recognize these people and let everyone know about these people that they have struggled. They took the, their demons and wrestled it and wrestled it down, kicked it, stomped it, and then stood up as regular, ready to go back into society and do what they supposed to do, you know, and that is, yeah. I just, you know, that's gotta be so fulfilling for you. Oh my goodness. I mean, that, and you and your team, you know, that that's so fulfilling, you know, what you, which reminds me, if someone is looking at our show, and there is someone, there's thousands of someone mm -hmm. listening to this when it plays, um, let's say they're sitting here, wow, that sounds great. I wonder what I could do to help. So is there any way that they could help? I mean, you got a website, you got to call you. What do they do? Um, if if the desire is there, there are different levels that we could use to help. Mm -hmm. um, there's always financial support. Sure. Sure. <laughs> we are supported 60% by a Georgia state grant, which okay. we're very blessed that that has continued Good. over the years. Right. Um, also, our participants have to have a job, a full-time job, okay. or if they're in school, they have to work part-time. Mm -hmm. um, because we do have every age from 17 to adulthood and beyond. I mean, we've had seniors in here that said, I'm tired of this. I, I need <laughs> right. uh, but I have a 60 year old gentleman in here right now, as a matter of fact, in oh, the program. Good. But um, people who are outside can help with our board. Mm -hmm. We are always looking for new board members. Okay. Um, and also with benefits, uh, mm -hmm. which is how you and your wife and I got <laughs> to be so close was yeah. uh, your lovely wife helped us with an amazing benefit. And I was just talking about that this morning, how beautiful it was. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, you know, having benefits for drug court, mm -hmm. uh, because we do have a 501c3 and we we are kind of kiddingly called the cheerleader court mm -hmm. <laughs> and i love it because right. we um we give rewards uh for special uh situations such as leadership if we have okay. participants that are taking really strong leadership they're right. recognized and they're giving nice. gifts and you know little things we also um, would love to start back. We before COVID, we were doing some art therapy, 
I would love to be able to have our participants throw and um, and do some clay type work. And uh, mm. we have artists. Uh, I call them our artsy fartsy participants. Um, <laughs> but okay. we do have artists and photographers and people who would just love to explore that avenue even more. But obviously, finance is a big part of big su part. supporting that. Okay. We can pay for some of it, but we would have a hard time paying for the whole thing. Right. Um, even okay. even our whole health program, which includes massage therapy, acupuncture, um, wow. yoga, things like that. Okay. Um, I would love some help with that. Well, I tell you what, and I know you probably could use volunteers or maybe, you know, I, I'm sure hired mm -hmm. help would be kind of tough because that takes money but volunteers you probably could use and so in uh, certain areas there the board and stuff like that yeah this okay. is superior court and so a lot of information that comes through here for our employees okay um there's confidential information but honestly go. You know, the the art therapy is something I would love to where we could go to you and, uh -huh. you know, do do the art in a studio or okay. um, at a gallery or something like that. Even touring a gallery with the artist, things mm -hmm. like that, okay. um, because we do have a lot of well. Most of my addicts are very smart, mm -hmm. very creative. Got some skills. Okay. They, they got skills and we <laughs> want to refocus those skills. Okay. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Uh, wow. You know, I'm looking at the clock. Man, it went fast. Oh, it's so fast. And we, you know, you know what? <laughs> it's too fast because I didn't even get into all the questions that I wanted to ask you about you and what you do and how you do it. I tell you what, since we're up against the clock, but, but you know what? It's not, I can do what I want. And that being For is sure. that my show. So <laughs> can, how about I invite you to come back and be on the show? Is that a possibility? Can we get you to do that? Absolutely, Michael. You know I'm always there for you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Well, I tell you what, we will get together a little bit later to get you to come back because people are going to be glued to this thing. I'm telling you, you've given some good information and good thoughts on how we as a community can come together to help our fellow man. And that's what it's all about. So I tell you what, we, we do got to get out of here. The clock is tick, tick, ticking. So I tell you what, uh, let me let me let me do what I always do. I, I like to say a quote, but before I get to the quote, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Barbara here that are passionate and purpose driven and making a difference by listening to their stories. Uh, Extreme Carolina listeners will have the opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Okay, folks, here it is. Before we go, we got the quote of the day. Drum roll. That's a drum roll. And here it is. Quote of today. You cannot live a perfect day until you have done something for someone who cannot repay you. Hmm. Wow. Man, I like that one. That's pretty good. I mean, I'd wow. say that one again. I don't know who the author was of it, but it sounded good. So, but anyway, hey, we got to get out of here. Thank you again, Barbara. We'll be Thank in touch. You. 
So we'll have you to come back. So appreciate everybody. Thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate it. We love you. God bless. Peace. We out.